We got an air fryer. Ooh. Oh, that's now that's exciting. What do you, what's your first thing you're going to air fry? Ravioli. I don't, yeah, that's the ticket. Ice cream. Ooh, that sounds delicious. This is ah. actually our, this is our second air fryer. Oh, <laughs> what, hap what happened to the first one? It's still perfectly functional. Oh. <laughs> oh, all right. You just need the oven space, I guess. Now we just have two. So, so, so you're putting them next to each other to compete, BattleBot style, to see who wins. Right, I'm going to tape a knife to one of them. Are they the same make and model? Absolutely not. Totally different. Fantastic. <laughs> you should try air frying one in the other, and the winner is the one that is unscathed. And the loser gets, gets a hammer. <laughs> Once it's fried, you can eat it, I assume. Everything's battered in this scenario. Is that, why else would you use a fry? Uh, along those same lines, I got the FF14 cookbook, which I am very excited to try out. I've it is very things. silly. It is it is the nerdiest uh, book I own, <laughs> that, probably. Uh, that company does good work with their video game branded cookbook things. I do know the person that wrote a lot of the recipes was some sort of blogger or something mm. that they reached out to. So um, they do a good production, I guess. But then the bloggers mm. recipes are also quite good. And a lot yeah. of experimentation came to make them. There's a what's, real what's, good uh, in that re recipe book. There's a real good joke uh, where there's a chocolate croissant recipe, I think. And it's regular, normal difficulty. And then there's a uh, croissant recipe savage for doing yep. it <laughs> is very good we tried looking for archon archon loaf i could not find the recipe for it i really want to know what uh, goes into it but oh well well you know it's got everything a growing body and brain needs yeah exactly i imagine it's just like soylent like cooked into a loaf <laughs> it's like <laughs> some soylent a thing of boost and some like flour yeah. <laughs> uh my favorite part of the book is uh yoshi p the director of final fantasy 14 has a message in the beginning of the book that's Does like, he also apologize profusely in the book? No, not this time. I assume he wrote this <laughs> quite a while ago. But what he does say is, thank you for picking up this cookbook. And if you just happen to pick it up thinking it's another cookbook, wouldn't you please try playing Final Fantasy XIV? <laughs> it's, uh, it's free up to level 60 with the award-winning <laughs> well, expansion pack. Hopefully by the time you buy the book, I just I really feel it's good. Welcome back to the Funcast, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in. I am very happy to have you here in this exciting end-of-year episode where we try to wrap up all the games that we played. Some of us have played far more than others, whereas I only had <laughs> 10 games to choose from. Some people, like Tim, had 40? <laughs> 36? Yeah. Something? Like but I am joined to give their exciting opinions by Tim... And Daniel, Tim, how are you doing? My tummy hurts. Oh. Uh, weird, but yeah. understandable. You did eat an entire quiche or attempted to. Well, I uh, first I had a big old a big bowl of pasta, pasta, and then then I thought I could tackle the quiche. Hey, guess what? Couldn't do it. For the record, Funcast does not condone mixing pasta and quiche. Especially not if you're go. I mean, like you know, props for having goals. You know. Can't uh, don't want to skate by in mediocrity. If you're gonna have a quiche, eat a eat a whole quiche, or at least try to. I, I've I've craved a quiche for like the past couple weeks, but I was also hungry, and the pasta was there, 
and the yeah. quiche was was it was in the process of becoming and i, I i'm sorry i i was hungry mm-hmm. the math checks out but the result is questionable <laughs> yeah don't don't do it uh daniel how are you doing doing all right it's uh you know i got a real nice like warm blanket waiting for me after this for because the window's open it's just you know it's we've 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 swapped weather patterns we're back into actual winter weather it's gonna be a little chilly tonight very looking forward to it winter is here very true for like three days (laughs) um so as this is our end of year games episode, what we thought we would do is discuss the games we played this year and what was cool and what wasn't. Um, surprisingly, there's not a lot of commonalities on our lists between us. Uh, we all have our number ones through fives and then all the way out to what was the worst. Um I figured I would just start in some of the commonalities without going into the rankings just yet and talk about some of the games that we played and just brief, you know, hey, this was cool. What were our thoughts? And, you know, then we can get into rankings later. Um, The first one I wanted to actually talk about was something that came out not too long ago uh, was Metroid Dread. Super exciting game uh, for... uh, a highly anticipated title title that we just didn't know was coming. I think we learned about it this year (laughs) right like three months before release or something yeah it it really came out of nowhere um people have been waiting for prime forever and i know that was announced much longer but instead of teasing prime 4 they were just like surprise 2d metroid and it was like whoa let's jump on that using the name metroid dread which has been bandied about uh as a rumored metroid game it was uh ever it was like memed it, for a it, bit. It got a cheeky reference in like Metroid Prime two or three, even. <laughs> like it's yes. been at least as a name or an idea, I've been kicking around for a minute, which is so it was wild to see it like actually exist. Which um two D Metroid is this? Is this the fourth one in the two D series? Uh fifth one? Metroid Metroid uh two Return of Samus on the Game Boy Super Metroid. Metroid, and then uh, Fusion, and Zero Mission, which is a remake of one, but it's better, so just play Zero Mission. Or uh, play, yeah, Zero Mission. And then uh, Dreads. So this is the f- fifth. or Yeah, fifth. Yeah, fifth. So it's like fifth chronologically, uh, yes. not including some of the remakes and stuff, yeah. Uh, and it does continue the story of Samus and her journey uh, and comp- <laughs> Uh, being constantly challenged and bugged by Metroid and par- ex-Parasites. Uh, I don't know why Parasites love Samus so much, but <laughs> it's become a thing, I guess. Uh, it's because um, the, the ex-Parasites' natural predator is the Metroid, and she has uh, some of that their Metroid DNA in her. She sure does. And uh, it was part of Metroid Fusion. Her goal was to wipe out all of the ex-Parasites, which I think believe she thought she did did she did she surprise uh, uh, much like wiping out the metroids they didn't all get wiped out yeah turns out they were all hoarded on this planet so they she goes there and has to fight her way out and it's very metroidy but it was very good uh introduced some new elements to the series they tried to expand upon this idea of having zones where you were powerless which is a little callback to fusion but they build on that more as a core mechanic of the game Uh, and then they bring back all the old favorites um 
this game was really well received by most people. I do think there was a higher difficulty level and that sparked the conversation among us internally and around gaming circles was like, hey, shouldn't this have an easier mode? But I think ultimately the people that stuck with it found it to not be challenging in a way, in a way that kicks them out of the game. A lot of people I talked to that struggled with it still beat it. So, I mean, yeah. I do think the difficulty question after having played it and having watched a lot of people beat it, it's kind of moot at this point. I, think, the I mean, game, I, think, I think the conversation is a little, is uh, started trending more towards uh, accessibility instead of outright difficulty. Right. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Even, even with the difficulty question around Dark Souls, it has always been focused around a, a nucleus of accessibility of the, like, hey, sometimes people just can't hit buttons fast enough to, like, you know, right. dodge and... Uh, Interestingly enough, this game with what with a parry button actually makes that surprising. The window on that is very generous in uh, Dread. Very true. Which helps because yeah. I think a lot of the difficulty comes not necessarily from the powerless sections, but from the boss fights, which are very much uh, old school Nintendo hard in their difficulty. It's the learn the pattern and then whip this boss's ass. It won't even touch you sort of difficulty. Right. I mean, the met the dread part of the title is definitely not in the bosses. The bosses are definitely like, you know, more like frustrating. The dread is all about the powerless sections, which I think were cool just as narrative tools. I yeah. don't even think those were hard. I, I'm not sure other people thought they I think were hard. The the first one felt hard because it was like, oh shit, this is like, you know, yeah, your first time in here, you don't have anything. The game really sort of impresses upon you how dangerous these robots are and then like you learn or at least i learned pretty quick like hey if you just go if you just fucking run never stop running the game herds you so well towards the natural exit that you're supposed to progress through without making it feel like you're just going through a hallway it's very smart uh the the robot that chases you like can change positions and respawn in different spots but for the most part it's like okay if i it's gonna if it spawns in a place that makes the actual exit inaccessible or like too hard to get to, it'll force me out the another door, and then I can just loop back and try again, and it'll be somewhere else. And eventually, this very natural feeling, almost like Super Meat Boy platformer journey, gets you to the exit, which is like I, oh, I yeah. love those sections. They felt. I think. <laughs> I think it. I think it actually. I think if you fuck up enough times in the same place in the same way, I think it'll actually. Uh, move the spawn from when yeah. you enter the zone. Yep, that's true. It does. It ha- it'll it has a couple nearby, and then I think it has like a couple further back. If it the game knows you're struggling, it has a bit of dynamic difficulty. It's very smart. It helps that the game like this is the first time I feel like a Metroid game controls well. <laughs> yes, it <laughs> really? does. A yeah. thousand buttons, but you uh, yeah, are not buttons, floaty. But the jumping feels like a platformer jumping should and not how super metroid okay. feels yeah which I, still, can, I can see it which i love super metroid that game controls like fucking garbage <laughs> trying, yeah, to, it's not I, crazy. trying to jump the, how uh, stiff you feel and like it sucks i hate it like just trying to remember all the button combos for yes like your your tractor beam and your fucking your oh, bombs and, it was like, and it's just, as annoying uh, as some of the controls are in dread it's even more annoying in super metroid because you don't have they didn't like know what shoulder buttons were really 
They also had things that are like if you didn't time the wall jump correctly, then you were locked out of it until you hit the ground. Yeah. Or if you didn't time your space jump correctly, you were locked out of it till you hit the ground. And a lot of that has been like smoothed out. Yep. <laughs> so <laughs> that's that's where I'd get that vibe. But that said, there was definitely big complaints about trying to like space jump and like use your laser uh, like grappling and do yes, another I, like attack and aim I wish like that's where it got way, wonky i wish they found a way to let you use the right stick to aim yeah like yeah a that control scheme that let you use just both sticks and the four two triggers and two bumpers to like do most of your controls one of the things about the game is you can aim while you're moving mm-hmm. uh and that works well in a lot of situations but you do have to think sort of awkwardly about it and know ahead of time that that's what you're trying to do. So later on in the game, I used to do a lot of shooting while running (laughs) and the game like lets you play that way. And I'm wondering if that's what the developers intended originally, not to stop and aim. I mean, they definitely wanted you to because like the animations for running and shooting are even cooler than the ones sitting down and shooting. Yeah. It's very impressive. Uh, I'm going to move on. Oh, just to touch on the animations in this game like that's part of why it feels like not just the jumping feels better but like the animation work and how many different bespoke animations there are for things like you can just like the, the animation for like just shooting and standing still and watching Samus rock back with the recoil watch her arm cannon like heat up and glow and then cool down when you stop shooting she has like 400 different poses for like aiming and shooting, depending on what you did before you started aiming and shooting, if you slid or crouched or came out of a jump or stopped running, and like, oh, it's so beautiful. It, this game is so good to look at. It feels good, looks good. A uh, real good video game. She's so fucking mm-hmm. cool. Yep. She is cool. She's so cool. Uh, I, I say that a lot. Ugh, that's super tangential. Never mind. Forget that. Uh, I think of the Mario announcement for Chris Pratt all the time, and in the Nintendo uh, Direct letter, they were like, "And Mario will be played by Chris Pratt. He's so cool." And I, <laughs> I say that a lot now. Uh, but Samus is so cool. Uh, okay, so another game that was a commonality that we all played was uh, Shin Megami Tensei Five. Which was a really exciting game for me because I had never played a Shin Megami Tensei and I've never played Persona. So to me, this was like all sorts of brand new mechanics and stuff and like the mechanics and the characters and not the characters from a narrative sense. The characters strictly from a, hey, let's visualize cool mythologies. That All of that was awesome to me. Um, I since learned that many of these characters are like leftovers from other Shin Megami games and they in appear the, in <laughs> they also appear in Persona but to me it seemed like 200 plus pieces of new 3D art yeah. I've never seen before and they're, that was uh, awesome. They're, they're new to you. Yeah. I mean unless yeah. unless you played the uh, Shin Megami Tensei mobile gacha game actually all of these models are new. Yeah. Like uh, uh, they they're different than the ones that showed up that are common to Persona 5. The, uh, I think these are otherwise all completely new, which is nice because before they were sprites. Right. I mean, even from that aspect, though, I, it would be like, oh, yeah, this thing, it's represented as a fairy or whatever, right? Like, yep. a lot of that was just completely new to me, which was super cool. Like, um, 
Loki is, you know, how are they going to do Loki? Oh, he's a weird blue winged demon man. That's interesting take. Like that's, that's fascinating to me and seeing them all rendered out, you know, it's really Um, cool seeing like, okay, some of these that are like more popular war, well-known have like well-known depictions. They stick fairly close. And then you get to stuff where it's like, this is a wild interpretation of like a Mayan God. (laughs) I don't think I've ever seen anywhere else, right? Just stuff yeah. like that. I oh, I love it. It's half and, the fun, uh, right? <laughs> and they like... also have uh, all religions too. Like it's not yeah. just they focus a lot on Egyptian, Greek, uh, Japanese, uh, and Indi- uh, Hindu. Um, but they also bring in stuff from like Mesopotamia and old Babylonian gods, and uh, they even introduce some um, uh, not Creole, but First uh, Filipino demon. Yep. There you go. <laughs> they introduced some Filipino a, demons. Yeah, there's a, there's a, a surprisingly broad Native American representation, which is cool. Yep. Uh, yeah. They've, you know, the traditional uh, Judeo-Christian angel depictions show up here again. Yes. True. Uh, I almost yeah. forgot boring. about them. All the, all the, all they're the angels. <laughs> they so. do have the um the Jewish like book of demons. Mm-hmm. Uh, I forget what that's called, and I'm sorry if I'm offending <laughs> the Jewish no, person. No, but... the uh, the from the the the, no, the Gnostic uh, like seventy two demon thing. I forget. Yes, that Alistair Crowley shit. They have a bunch of those, and that mm-hmm. that's a really cool source of uh, to draw upon as well, like Baphomet, and it's, you know, it's funny seeing some of those in 3D, where it's just like, I remember when you guys were recolored sprites, and now you're yeah. <laughs> still, you know, variations on a model, but <laughs> one of you used to just be red. And and to speak of the game, it's it's you know it sounds like why are you focusing so much on the models and all that? And it's because that was the best part of the game. <laughs> the game is basically God Pokemon, where instead of little creatures that are fun that don't really like make sense to like grab and make fight like dog fighting, this is more like you're getting demons to recruit to your side and fighting other demons. It feels more appropriate. Uh, and, and they hate of, you at first. Oh, they some sure of, do. Some of them absolutely hate you. They talk so much shit. But then you you beat their ass, and they're like, "I gotta follow you." <laughs> oh, you gave me eight hundred fantasy money. I'll join you. Thank- oh, it's five dollars. Yeah, all right. I'll fight. I'll join you, Sonny. I'm the what's his face. The I I like the the demons that have the old man personality type. It's very yes. relatable. They're just cranky old men. There's the little uh, gnome with like the leaf and the water droplet. I always yeah. think of him because he's the first old man one I met, and he's just like, "Oh, hello! I'm so happy you stopped to talk to me. I'll join you." And they're like, oh, "Okay." <laughs> it was fun seeing um, how uh, the demon negotiation stuff always changes. The rough edges are constantly just getting filed off in every single one of these releases. You know, the game's getting easier or more accessible yeah. in a lot of ways. Like in this one. Uh, it used to be pretty common that, A, uh, sometimes you just couldn't talk to a demon at all because uh, they just didn't like you. Uh, sometimes oh, you gross. needed a specific program in your digital devil summoning device to even like translate their language. Like all the foul type demons used to just speak gibberish. That's why their text in this game is alternating caps. Oh, that's funny. I didn't yeah, realize I thought that. They were just talking like the SpongeBob meme. Yeah. You used to need uh, a th- an upgrade to be able to even talk to them. Uh, 
And then sometimes you'd talk to a demon and you'd like give them what they want in the recruitment. And they'd be like, all right, thanks for the shit. See you later. And they just leave. <laughs> I was so afraid of that happening every time every I negotiated. Time, I are, you, are you telling me that doesn't happen? No, it doesn't all? happen. It does, doesn't happen at all, uh, which is. Oh, so I was waiting for it. Extremely concerning. I'd get to like two or three gifts and be like, hmm. I'm like, I'm going to say no to this next one because I'm starting to feel it. And then like, it just never happened, which was funny and relieving. I mean, uh, Andrew, you, you say this is a commonality for us. This is a commonality insofar as like we all played the game. This yes. is this is uh, like top of the list for you guys. This is like, where the fuck is this on my list? It's below 10 on yours. That's all I know. <laughs> this is my by comparison pairing uh, my apparently third favorite game this year exactly i think this is on the bottom half for me yeah and that's totally fine i just as far as commonalities of like yes we all played it that is that is what i meant because there's a lot of games in here that only one or (laughs) two of us have played at least we all played this one (laughs) um so i i did want to say uh you know like i said this the game i think is great um because I know it gets a ton of points for being the first entry for me that I played of it, Shimigami. But I do recognize that the story is terrible. It is very it's, tropey. It is and, very light. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's 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 barely a context to get you from point A to point B. Yep. Uh, there's a couple interesting stuff in the second act of the game where there's like high school bullying and stuff, but it, it doesn't the, really explore it that much. All the interesting stories are like either a moment happens or it's just like tone, right? It's tone and yeah. gaming and we're just going to give you these ideas and then let you stew in the reality of the world yeah. where these ideas are a thing and then give you a choice later. Right. Seems like it's uh, just trying to kick you out the door and uh, yeah. go go kick God's ass. Go, yeah, yes. go... Ig- Go exist, and you know, depending on the game, sometimes kicking God's ass is a very bad idea, and sometimes it's not, which is fun. I think, uh, I think only Shin Megami Tensei 2 of the like different numbered ones, like assumed an ending is like a direct sequel. It like assumed, uh, you took the law route in uh, SMT 1, otherwise, they're all just like we have more or less the same setup with more or less the same characters, but we're gonna like chuck him in a blender a bit and give you a new way to run through demon ruined Tokyo and, you know, collect Pokemon. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, cool game. Um, I understand why people wouldn't like it. Tim briefly, why, why, what was your main arguments against it? It's, um, it felt tedious. Oh, well, there you go. JRPG tedious. Would, would you feel like the tedium was reduced if it, the maps weren't giants and open? I, I feel like that would help. I think a lot of it just felt very... And I, I know that, like, JRPG systems, like turn-based battle systems, can be, you know, some people's jam. But for me, it's it's it can be really hit or miss. Um, and this one just felt kind of rote, you know? Yeah, I can see that. Mm-hmm. This is very yeah, the, much mm-hmm. the, like... A, it's weird to call it a callback, because this is a series that's been going on forever. It's But it's, you know, it's still doing... It's very old school style thing. I personally think I uh, totally respect that. The press turn system is probably the pinnacle of turn based JRPG combat. Like, get the fuck out of here, ATB system. You're terrible. Press turns are great, but like, it's it is very much a 
uh, system clicks with you or it doesn't sort of thing. You're not, it's not something you're going to warm up to. Right. I mean, it's definitely a game where it wants you to explore that system as much as possible and like uh, push it more, as more you can. Importantly, not just explore it, abuse the shit out of it. Like, yeah, if you can. Yeah, like like never take any damage sort of abuse it. Um, I did play the whole game on hard, and I I, I, I am proud of that fact, oh, so I'll wow, say look it. look at this fucking guy. Wow. Uh, and so every battle took forever, uh, but it, it did make the game really f- more interesting to me. It did feel like every battle, I was always on this razor's edge of mm-hmm. like, if I don't stop the enemy momentum, they'll just kill me in one turn. So like I needed to like balance as many actions as possible against the enemies. And that, that was really uh, fun. It was really enjoyable. Very much the, the intention of the system is to make sure you're yeah. engaged in random combat, which then finding the balance between how much random combat is too much random combat uh, ended up getting alleviated when they just added the enemies to the map and you can choose whether or not to fight them. I think, I think yeah. another part of it for me was just um, like, I'm, I'm sure we've all played our, our fair share of JR, uh, JRPGs um, with turn-based systems. Um, no, sorry, what are those? Yeah, well, let me explain. <laughs> uh, but uh, like, like when, once you kind of understand the sort of system you're about to get into, um, it just feels like you, you know where it's going to go and it, it doesn't leave a lot of room for it to evolve. Um, and with the story being so light and sort of having like the gist of the gameplay at like the start, I, it's just, eh, yeah, I'll, I can see I'll, I'll pass. Yeah, it's it's that sort of thing. You're either in for it or you're not, right? I personally was very into and Andrew was very clearly, v- turns out, very into it. Very into this I loved sort it. Of thing. I'm, loved I'm glad it. you guys enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, all right, so other common games that we all played. I'm going to move on to... Um, this one, which is Inscription, which rocketed the world by storm in its coming out of nowhere-ness. Uh, it is made by, and please correct me if I'm wrong, Ed McMullen. Is that is that right, Ed, Edward? Did I do it wrong? I believe, I believe that's his name. Ed McMullen. I'm Googling Ed McMullen. it. Daniel, Daniel no. Mullins. Daniel Mullins. Thank you. So Daniel Mullins is the creator of two other previous games, Pony Island and The Hex. I did not play The Hex. I did watch a streamer play Pony Island. So I had a really good idea of what Inscription was like going to get into. Uh, And I saw other people pick it up. And whenever there's a game that has this real strong vibe of like, hey, no one say anything. Go play the game. It always makes me like, I'll get around to it. And... uh, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what ended up happening is uh, I ended up watching other people play it uh, up to a point. And then there was a point in their playthroughs where I was like, man, I they're just they're playing it so poorly. I need to go. I the expert <laughs> card gamer that I know I am need to go in and finish it because I can't watch these people make terrible card game decisions anymore. So I, I bought the game <laughs> and then played through it. And it That's was a really stream. fun, really fun card game. Surprisingly, yeah. really so, good. Even though I knew the story, it was a good card game. But, but I had a go similar ahead. thing. I was watching, uh, like I'd heard about this, and it's like, yeah, I'll pick it up eventually. And then I decided to start watching uh, Waypoint uh, stream through it. In this case, it was uh, Rob and Natalie. And they played this 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 card game, this roguelike, uh, House of Leaves-esque roguelike card game, like it was... Uh, 
like they were drafting in like Hearthstone or something. So every turn was extremely important, which I think was extremely funny to watch. Uh, but like watching them go through a couple runs and it was like, oh shit, this game actually seems really cool. I'm vibing with the art style and the look and like picked it up myself and then blew through it in two sittings over eight hours in one day. And yeah. like, holy shit, what a video game. A. B, going back to then finish watching that stream and then watch the remaining streams of Waypoint play Inscription was extremely funny. <laughs> watching them spend like eight hours to beat act one because they were treating it like a very long lengthy roguelike card game was very funny um yeah because so much of this game is very much uh unlike a lot of card games this is a card game that wants you to win it is well it is not it is not designed for you to struggle at forever until you get the perfect run right yes correct it will it will give you all the tools to just completely break this system over your knee in order to progress. Mm-hmm. And I think right. that's beautiful. It's, like, it's, it's very it's easy to just stumble on, on onto a winning combo. Like yeah. I, 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 all, all like my entire playthrough, like my, my winning decks were all just basically incidental. Like I, I wasn't yeah. trying to break it in any particular way. So like watching waypoint stream it, uh, they beat act one on their first run just by playing super well. So, like, you don't have to, you know, find the squirrel totem to, like, make your squirrels overpowered or, like, you know, draft a broken combo with stuff you unlocked or get lucky. It's like, no, if you just play super well, uh, A, you can beat Act 1 on your first run, and B, the game knows it's possible and has an entire separate, like, story track to make sure you lose. (laughs) Yeah, there's one section in the Act funny. One where if you try and get too far, it will cheat to make you lose. Uh, and it is possible to beat that though. Yes, I you guess. can. You can totally. It. It's like, hey, here's an entire. Okay, like, fuck you. It's too early. Here's an entire board of like grizz flying grizzly bears. Uh, you can just. You can totally win in that situation still and move on. Yep. And there's like story for that. It's. It's very clever. And I don't know how spoilerific we want to get into it. Fuck it. uh, Let's just get into it. Well, you can. I I I mentioned it was House of Leaves. That should be the spoiler warning, I guess. Oh, I mean, this is uh, going. How do you guys feel about the story? Like overall? I thought it was was pretty cool. I, I like having played, weirdly enough, having played the Hex, but not Pony Island. uh, (laughs) Inverse. The Hex Hex has more in common story-wise with this game. Then I think, I think they're actually Island connected. Is. Yeah, they're I think probably intentionally pretty directly connected. Uh, similar, probably the same character shows up at the end to shoot the player in the head. Uh, spoilers. <laughs> now that is spoilery. Uh, but like, I was going to talk around the like core story aspect, no, but no. Tim wants uh, to jump into the yeah, story. The only I mean, thing Tim cared yeah. about. We 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 spent. I like multiple episodes just trying not to say anything about it. I'm fucking done. You played it or you didn't. Wow. Um, I was going to just talk about the structure of the game and the acts and stuff. But yeah, you so, go ahead, Tim. But you do like, you. <laughs> beating act one and the transition into act two specifically is one of the coolest fucking things I've done oh, in a yeah. video game in ages. Like even having an idea, like, you know, it gives you a room. In Act One, you can get up from the table and there's shit to do. It's like that's a pretty strong clue that there's 
shenanigans happening. I was not expecting that turn into Act 2 to go the way it was and for the game to just become uh, the fucking Game Boy Color version of the Pokemon trading card game. <laughs> I loved it. Yeah, it, was so, it was so cool. I mean, I, I thought it was really cool. I mean, it's like a three-layer frame story. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, once you get to, like, the uh, like the mock OS of, of like, um, as soon as you open it, like... You got to figure that's going to play into it somehow. And once you like get to the point where you actually have to continue the game instead of like, <clears throat> oh, or was it starting a new game for Act Two? Yeah, yeah starting, starting a new game. game for the first time. They give you yeah. your new game button back. Yep. Yeah. That that's when I was like, oh, okay, this is paying off. And it kind of kept building like that. And I yeah. don't think it totally paid off, but I, I thought it was. I fun. think I think how much the actual ending of the story pays off depends on how much of the uh like fluff you find in game because there's a lot of hidden story nuggets like you can find and like a lot of it is very much like okay you found these nuggets if you want to know what it's about do the work yourself yeah yeah i was gonna say have you guys watched the arg like explanation videos uh, I, I followed, went on I the subreddit the, uh, for a second. I followed the trail, <laughs> but I, I like, I at least poked at the steps. Like I felt like there's, I forget where, but there's a pretty good like explainer that isn't just, okay, here's the link to the unlisted YouTube video. It was like, okay, here's how that puzzle started. But also like, Hey, here's the, the, like some of the connective tissue for how that links into stuff you can find in the game. A lot of stuff I found, some of it I missed, but like. You know, it's like finding the DOD ID of like the programmer that discovered the old data in places and like finding, you know, stuff like that. Uh, especially in Act Two, where you have like an more of an overworld. I think yeah. the, uh, the upfront story was a little uh, flaccid at the end. I liked it. I thought it I was, liked uh, the. Um the world being deleted part. I feel like that was yeah. the most oh, enjoyable yeah. story element to me. Uh, Unless she's a bro. It finally got me to like hang out with the other characters in a significant way. Yeah. Um, I actually like broke out laughing multiple times during that sequence where like you are about to fight um, a boss, but the like data has gone. It like starts playing all this music. And yep. It's like, Oh, never mind. I guess I can't actually do that. And then another part where you break, break out a freaking Yu-Gi-Oh dual disc. And I was like, <laughs> this is amazing. You're just a giant it, arm. It took me until <laughs> literally that point to realize that the card game and inscription is basically just Yu-Gi-Oh. Oh, yeah. I've, I didn't realize that up until people. that point. I didn't make the connection that it was just Yu-Gi-Oh. I found yeah. that in that sequence, like, the, the bit with Leshy was, like, genuinely touching. Because yeah. he just I was, wanted, I was surprised just wanted I, to play the game. I was surprised I got teary-eyed over a, a card game like that. Yeah. To me, it was uh, Magnificus crawling across the floor. And I was like, I oh. must shake your hand. I'm not shaking your hand. Yeah, like I wanted to shake He was the one I wanted to become, so I had more story dialogue. I actually I chose uh, to replace uh, PO three. I started. I started that whole area with the energy mechanic, so it was I was extremely confused when Act Three happened, and I was just doing that again. Yeah, (laughs) I was like, oh, I remember. I had this deck. It was less broken. But then, like, the Act 3 deck is, like, you can make some real fucking broken garbage. 
Did you see? I'm sure um, can. They're adding. It's currently in uh, the beta branch right now, but there's an update. Yeah, Casey's mod. Play, yeah, to let you just play Act One as a yeah. as a. As I have not done that yet. Card game. As much fun as I think the game is, and I think the card game is really solid, without any payoff of additional story or additional content, I have no interest in the roguelike. Unfortunately, I mean, like one of the reasons Slay the Spire was so exciting to me was because when you beat it, there was additional content or there's additional challenges. Do you, you can go... Oh, go ahead. <laughs> do, you, do you believe that there won't be any additional story in that mode, given this uh, developer? Yeah, I don't seeing, trust how the, uh, seeing how the ARG payoff was pretty, like, oof <laughs> for all the work done to get it. Uh, I, I don't know. I think maybe he's he's moving on. I know a lot of people said that's his goal. He wants to just move on from the game at this yeah, point. Yeah, I wouldn't. Uh, I will say, however, that uh, whatever he makes next is definitely something I'm picking up. Because I liked the Hex. It was neat. It did some cool stuff with era and genre hopping. Uh, this game had some of the coolest boss fights I think I've ever had in a video game. With... Uh, particularly the in act three where you connect to the internet oh yeah and what and just or you don't and duel this incredibly adorable earnest robot who is just completely taken with the wonders of the internet wow that's what a real mole looks like and then (laughs) sending a getting a card or sending a card to another player uh, who is also doing the boss fight or starting the boss fight at the same time you are is an incredible moment because that is live and actually real and actually happening. So like, yeah, not, none of that worked out for me, unfortunately, but oh, I do understand the so appeal. Bad. Yeah. It like, it worked for me. I sent somebody a card, they won their duel and the, the boss was just like, yep. Okay. You win. So I didn't have to do phase two. <laughs> I thought like that was very smart. And people have like, uh, like wire sharked it and looked at it and it's like no it's it's doing what it says it's doing it's sense it's you are sending another card to an actual other person who is starting the game who's starting at that boss fight at that moment which is yeah, really clever cool. yeah i was i was a little suspicious of whether or not i was just kind Faked. of whiffing it yeah you know it's it, like and if the person loses it's like well sorry i guess we'll just keep playing or if you just like can't find a network connection there's a thing for that uh, I think I think because I had it work. The, I think I had to do the boss fight like uh, a couple times before I got through it. Uh, it worked right. the first time, and the second time, uh, no dice. So I was like, "Oh, okay, I guess it's real." Yeah, I uh, I sent somebody a card uh, called. I imagine uh, a lot of people sent somebody a card with some version of uh, "shoot boy" or "that boy" as the name because those are the best <laughs> options. I think I, I think I named mine Mister the. I sent I sent somebody uh, holy shoot boy. He's a uh, five one for three flying. Dies after he uh, attacks, but I mean he does five damage. So it doesn't matter. I made an infinite card, and I forget exactly <laughs> how I did it. But there's a way to there was a way a set of attributes. Yeah, it's the that um, where it generates energy and it costs and it, one energy. Yeah, and then it, uh, it it comes back to your hand when you when it dies. So you can just literally yeah just cycle you can play energy. it forever. And then if, yeah. you, if you happen to find Ouroboros bot, uh, you know, just start the game with like a 40-40. Did you enact two, by the way, 
There's an achievement for doing like 666 damage in one attack. Oh, that's funny. No, I did not do that. <laughs> I didn't I didn't do it, but because like I didn't want to click that much, but like I got the cards that let you do like an infinite loop of energy to bones to power and you could just make oh, a, you just make just, it a make an auto I just didn't want to I just didn't want to click that much, but you know, that's a thing. Just to, oh. again illustrate that this game just lets you gives you the tools if you're looking for them to absolutely break it and never actually have to. I did, uh, I accomplished an infinite loop. I didn't know it was possible. I was pretty proud of myself. I, 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 I hit infinite recursion in one of the card games. I forgot exactly what it was. It was something that when it dies, oh, it was, um, when you're playing in act three, there's a, there's a boss where it's like, oh, let me add rules, right? And one of the rules was every time a card dies, create a leaper. And so I got into this infinite recursion where after something died, it also dealt one damage to everything. So it would like die, spawn a leaper, then the leaper would die and then kill the leapers and then more leapers would spawn. And that went on for like two minutes. And then PO3 is just like, okay, enough of this. <laughs> and removes the rule <laughs> from the game. And I thought that yeah, there's that, there's that boss fight where it lets you choose the attributes, right? Of like what happens. And like that's one of the things you can do is you can just literally stall the game forever, and he's just like, and because PO3 as a character is just completely terrible so at his job, he's an awful game designer and even worse narrative designer. He gets mad when you break his creation, and he wants you to start over. He doesn't want you to even know how the game works, really. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just play it. It's a it's a very good video game. Did you okay? Let me let me let me let me uh, mm -hmm. let me broach this. Uh, do you guys uh, have any thoughts about the game as sort of a metaphor for the difference between AAA and like indie game development? No, not at all. But that's an interesting take. You can elaborate okay. on it. Um, I mean, it just sort of the more bespoke um, portions, like the like the first part and sort of the more sanitized section of uh, Act Three. I think that it's a super interesting commentary both on like again uh, po3 as a character is a terrible game designer and ter even worse narrative designer as you can see by the yeah, set by committee three and so much of what that whole act and his whole goal is is to you know make the game to put it on steam at like as is is i think uh very clever i'll say that much i i think i think for me like um especially because leshy like at the end like he he clearly loves the game yeah like he, he just, wants he, he, he let's just keep playing man who, who cares he likes the, the game for for the game's sake mm -hmm. and like po3 is just like a real asshole about it he's just like yeah. just, just play the, just play the game i don't want to explain it to you i don't like you uh just play the game yep and, and that well. To be, to be fair, he had an ulterior motive the whole time. His whole yeah. thing was that everything you were doing with him was just a means to an end to activate his real plan that he couldn't do without you playing along. So he was just trying to rush to the end as quickly yep. as he could and didn't care about all the pieces in between. <laughs> yeah, almost like he can just patch it later. Like, the uh, DLC will fix it. <laughs> <laughs> This is reaching. This is reaching for me. I don't know. I, I, can, I can see it. It's that big of a reach. 
I can see it. I also wow. just think it's, I mean, the, the more obvious, like, sort of metatextual commentary is on playing a card game, right? It's about people like the Lucky Carter and people that, you know, want to take what is otherwise, a, like, a fairly well-crafted card game and just completely break it, right? Like, if a card game's good, it shouldn't be breakable. It shouldn't necessarily have so many just completely utterly nonsense combos in it magic the gathering has a long history of releasing things that break the game in a way that is like too broken and like inscription as a card uh... game is all about like no actually it's really fun to just completely break a card game yeah i mean there's definitely game design styles that build into that and, uh, I disagree with you guys. I'll let you have it, but I <laughs> I, I disagree with the takes here. I do want to move on um, is, to other games. I will, I will say one last thing in Act year Two. Closing. In Act Two, especially, I think Act Two is where a lot of this uh, card game enthusiast commentary comes from. Is I definitely was like, ah, oh, fuck, I'm gonna grind this stupid training dummy <laughs> so I can open <laughs> packs. Oh man, <laughs> packs, packs are great. And just sit, about here and fi- just sit here and fill out my collection for an achievement and then, like, realize halfway in, like, oh, no, actually, fuck this. Like, the game got me. <laughs> like, you got me, game. I see what you're trying to make me do. But I won't also, do it. Too late. I already did. Also, in Act 1, did you know you can make your squirrels bees? Fucking game. Yes. Ugh. Actually, Ugh, I saw so someone good. do that. I forget who I saw do it, but someone did it. <laughs> It's so good. Yeah, it's the the portrait that you recreate a board state. You can do it three times. Yes, that's what it was. Uh, Okay, so I'm going to move on to our last commonality of FF14, um, where that came out extremely recently, and it's been a hell of a time trying to play the damn game. Uh, I think we talked about it already a little bit, so without saying too much more uh, now, other than just that we've all finished it, we've been able to experience the story and the main dungeons and the main end trials and all of that. Um, I do think that personally, the game, as far as expansions go on final fantasy 14 uh, and, uh, and Walker is not as good as Shadowbringers, which was the previous expansion, which was just so incredibly done. So well-written such a great, like everything involved with it. And I do feel like a part of this story was impacted probably by COVID and it coming mm-hmm. together. There's probably and, some connective pieces that fell short, also, unfortunately. But, somewhere, yeah. I don't know if it was within the FF14 team or external to Square Enix, there was the decision made to wrap up the game's main storyline in this initial patch of the expansion and start a new storyline in 6.1. Yeah, I mean, that was definitely an earlier on decision where they announced that really early in the cycle. Um, I think that they it was probably ambitious. And like I was saying, just like in in the scope of pandemic times where everyone was working from home, and it made it a lot harder to sort of oversee the pieces coming together. I, I do think you see a little bit of the cracks between like, the pieces of story flowing from one segment into another, probably because those segments were written by separate people and then had to be glued together, (laughs) you know? Um, And the the editorial pressure of like, we can't let this, this cannot leak into a patch. This has to be. I mean, in that context, it's, it's amazing. It turned out as well as it did. Yeah. 
I I think Endwalker, when you can... It's easier to play now, to be fair. The queues have lightened up. They've improved. Is it? I haven't tried in a couple days. Uh, yeah, the queues are generally shorter. They're stable. Yes, is, they fixed a lot of problems, and now it's like 100-person queues. Scared yeah. Still scared of dropping from the queue. Yeah, yeah. they fixed that issue specifically as well. Yeah. Don't trust uh, it. <laughs> Again, as they, as they mentioned, like, hey, thanks to our players, we identified this bug that's been here since 1.0. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Um, so when you, when you can play okay. it, it is a, I think, as you said, it's for me, the second half of the story didn't land and particularly mm-hmm. the final third just like completely lost me <laughs> in a way that I wasn't expecting <laughs> in part because I had like, because of the queue situation, it's like, all right, I'm in here. I'm going to spend the next 12 hours on a Saturday and just power <laughs> through this story do you, because I don't want to do this again tomorrow. I don't do want to log in. Do you think you would have enjoyed it more if you if you paced it out a bit? Probably, because a lot of this game, a lot of Final Fantasy story in general is cutscenes. Just the yeah. series. And, you know, the, the MMO is no different. And so a lot, like more so than previously, uh, this main quest features so little combat i don't remember what the yeah, end did this one combat seem music more is. talky to you guys i i, like, I don't incredibly talky because the well, last I don't, time i logged on was like last year i don't remember <laughs> what the end walker combat music is because i did so little of it for the main story quest I think part of that too is that the Endwalker um, battle music for the Fates yeah, it's pro- it's and just, the yeah. dungeon boss music isn't as memorable as Shadowbringers, which had such a strong theme throughout. Uh, Endwalker's theme is the song they play at the end uh, when you're doing the final ascent up to up to the up to the big bad, mm-hmm. and uh, that sort of reverberates through. But it's not as I think memorable as some of the other pieces. Not that it's yeah. bad. It's just I think Shadowbringers had such a I just, strong kick to I it. I just didn't hear it as much because yeah. the main story quest is almost entirely a visual novel, and that's not inherently bad. Yeah. But there are so many main story quests in this expansion. Yeah, one of the big things about this expansion versus the previous ones is they redid the XP balancing a lot. Uh, their goal for this version of the main story quest was if you did all of them, you should hit max level and never need to roulette and never need to fate and never need to do side quests. So Please. they not only pumped the XP into the main story quest, they made more of them. <laughs> so there yeah. is more I, main yeah, story I quests. I hit level. To the end. I hit level 90 before in the fourth zone. Yeah. I actually <laughs> had to go back and do some quests. So I, I could hit 89 and, um, you know, get the last zone, but like was I that a, was that like an issue in previous game uh, like expansions? Because yes. yeah, I went a realm from, reborn, uh, a realm reborn, especially at launch, you had to do at least at some points there were specific like, hey, this next batch of main story quests start at level forty five, and the previous ones leave you off at forty three in a new zone. So do those quests, yeah. do some roulettes, go do the stuff you unlocked, come back at 45 and do the next batch of quests. There were intentional gaps in the <laughs> levels. Uh, I, I started it up with like a Realm Reborn like last summer and <laughs> coming from like World of Warcraft, it was like, oh, okay, I have to do every fucking side quest, right? No, <laughs> no, no, no. It, and, not. Like, 
going from like a realm reborn like to uh like to finishing Shadowbringers, i don't think i ha- after i realized i didn't have to do the side quest i don't think i touched any of them and no. it was mm-hmm. fine they don't yeah like even if the only ones that are worth doing are ones that like either give you a piece of gear to keep your your gear like leveled or the ones that like you know unlock an aether current so you can eventually fly but other than that, like the side quests give you like fucking like nothing. Most of them don't even have like useful stories. They're all the quests that are like the go please collect six bare ass type quests. Please solve yeah. my bullshit problem. Go, go ten feet out of town and like right click on the the purple spooky smoke, and then and, go do uh, the main quest that's right near it. <laughs> and and what they targeted with this one is like now we're so late into the life cycle of the game. There's a lot of people that are leveling up multiple jobs because. One of the unique things about Final Fantasy XIV is, of course, you can be level 90, which is now the max level, in many different jobs. So mm-hmm. one of the things they wanted people to do was get their main job through the main story quest and then take alts through the side quests. But like you said, they're probably not tuned quite right because the side quests still don't provide that much they, XP they give, even for they give alts. Such, they give such little XP. It's mind-boggling. Yeah. Guys, but, um, um, yeah. I'm going to switch out of Black Mage. What's uh, What should I... Uh, switch you, that over to do you tell me what you, you like still, yeah do you still enjoy ranged magic? i just don't want to have to know the encounter ahead of time you don't want to yeah you don't want to join the dragoon on the the floor tank duty i just i don't want to have to have every mechanic memorized before i've ever done the dungeon so you, so that means you probably yeah. want something with a good amount of mobility and that's either going to be like i was a thinking range- machinist a ranged physical class, uh, because they're tuned for having 100% uptime, because you're almost entirely instance casts, and you can just move all the time forever. Uh, Machinist is good. Uh, it's better if you have very good ping. They've reduced those issues. Uh, I think it'll be fine. But it's definitely more like APM heavy. It's not hard, it's just you have a lot of buttons. Uh, Dancer is easier. Uh Weirdly, for a class called Dancer, it doesn't quite have a rhythm because its procs are all like random chance. So sometimes you just end up having a million buttons and sometimes you don't. Yes. Yeah. You know, uh, you might enjoy uh, Red Mage. That's actually what I was going to suggest. Yeah. Red Mage is probably the most reactionary yeah. of it the has, classes. It has a very good range casting rhythm where your first cast is a fairly quick two and a half second cast. And then, like Red Mages in Final Fantasy Pass, you proc double cast, and you cast what would normally be a five-second cast spell instantly. I so it's like it's, cast, I, I, instant cast, cast, instant cast, and then you have a I melee love phase. the feel of Black Mage. It's, right. it's like great, explosions. just nuking shit, yeah, blowing shit up, and like Red Mage has so, Yeah, so, so yeah. You, like, you like Flare. Let me introduce you to Verflare and Verholy. Yeah. And, uh, it's yeah. just uh, to like play effectively, you... you you need yeah. to already know the encounter, and that's yeah. not conducive to going through anything the first time. So I was thinking of like switching it up to something where I go through it the first time, and then maybe Black Mage later. Yeah, Red yeah. Mage is good if you still want to blow stuff up. Red is Mage also you- has a self heal, so yes. that you can fix your own mistakes. <laughs> oh, I just uh, let them res me. There you go. <laughs> that is no, one thing. I, if I you think, do yeah. take um, Red Mage, you do have to res other people, so there is some responsibility well, there. You can, uh. you can choose. <laughs> it's a good way to farm comment. So I've actually learned there's two good ways to farm commendations as a DPS if you're doing groups. Figure this out now. Five expansions in, uh, raise people as red mage. That'll get you noticed. Two, just look really cool. 
I've gone through this expansion like I do every expansion with one of the new classes. So I've been a Reaper, and I've got just the fucking greatest cyber goth winged shit cosplay going, and Reaper's attacks all look just batshit crazy. And it's like sometimes they'll come out of a five-man dungeon with like, you know, or a dungeon, excuse me, four-man dungeon with three commendations. And I'm like, what did I do? I just looked cool. And I guess looked right, sick. You know, looked sick as shit, man. I never know what anyone's animations look like. I've, turn I've, I play other people's animations turned off because yeah. I can't raid <laughs> otherwise. Otherwise, I'm just blind and I can't see mechanics happening. So like it took me. <laughs> People like Dancer and Reaper, they're just spinning in circles. <laughs> I don't know what they're doing. When you, like, when you turn they're, off... Like, uh, their kata. Yeah. <laughs> when you turn off effects, you don't even see, like, the little ghost Reaper that shows up for half my abilities? I, nope. I had to... This was... I finally had to turn the the effects down to minimal. Because <laughs> I was just like... I, like, I did, like, the... I, I got all the way through Shadowbringers, and then, like, like probably, like, a quarter or a third way through this one, I was just like, I can't fucking tell what's going on no I need to turn if you have off. if you have them all on it's impossible i have i have it ticked for some which is like hey the big stuff just because like it's sometimes just, it's like i just want to know what's happening it's like two laser light shows fighting <laughs> it's a nightmare um i i like this this expansion the story didn't hit for me but i like the new classes the new dungeons are great the the instance content. oh yeah i, I, I haven't One done of them, the, some of the best i haven't done the raid yet uh, I'm planning to. I just, you know, it's real bad. But yeah, I've heard. <laughs> I've heard. I've heard. Particularly, the third boss is like just not fun. Um, which their is boss kind is of cool. It's the story that's real bad. Uh, <laughs> the story is is, this, is real the story bad. leading into uh, what we're going to be doing? No, it's it's, it's self contained entirely, and oh, it's okay. uh, bad. Because I, uh, I remember yeah. the the first raid for the last expansion, Shadowbringers, the Final Fantasy VIII stuff. You f- end up fighting Eden. Oh, and, like, all that, that was stuff great! Was, like, incredible. Those fights, mechanics were so good. I think this bot, this game's trials, the mechanics in them are super interesting. Even if like, mm-hmm. I think the three big trials in this expansion were fucking amazing. Yeah, they were real. Good. Oh yeah, Zodiac is so good. It's so Breaking much fun. My brain having the, the thing rotate. Yeah. I um I've been I've been doing that extreme or no savage whatever the harder version is we've been doing that recently and I literally can't do it uh, so I just follow another person uh, who who can right. figure yeah. it out and oh, they're yeah. like just stand on me and I'm like you got it because in the extreme version there's like four mechanics that get laid out and then yeah. the board rotates and you <laughs> have to figure it out. <laughs> my brain. See and then like on just like normal stuff like that you know. It's nice to be a Reaper because I just pop my personal shield and be like, all right, I've got 10% shield health. And then it breaks and I give everybody in the party like a really good AoE heal, which is like the weirdest bit of like support I've ever done as a DPS because it's noticeable. I think that last trial um, where they would they were rotating with the timey shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that was I, it was really cool. Uh, I kept fucking dying. What's yeah. awesome is you guys are get to see mechanics that they've introduced in like savage only stuff and then they yes. bring them to normal over time. So like all the mechanics I've ever seen in a fight I usually have seen before in some iteration like the timing stuff, but it is cool to see it like uh brought so, so back you know what, to those. You know what mechanic I really don't like? <laughs> why that? on why on earth did they bring into normal 
the stack partner mechanic with the red Doritos. Yeah, the dual stack. Love it. Oh, no, that one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because why did they bring that in? Because that is the worst marker for any mechanic in the game. It does not tell you what to do. Every other time in the game, when it puts something over your head, that's the, like, go away marker, right? Like, you're going to drop something, you're going to hit. If it doesn't tell you to stack, get away. This one is like, no, actually, you want to pair the Doritos together. It's like you could have designed that icon to mean something instead of just be a red arrow you only know if you read the debuff classic (laughs) classic final fantasy who has time to read the debuff to to a find the debuff on your screen and then read it in like the you get used to it how about about i die how about that I did like the uh, the last boss of the first dungeon because it's just here's oh everything. it's so good here's oh, literally every floor mechanic at once and it's just a best dungeon fight nightmare. in the game it's by so far. Um, okay, cool. So Ed Walker, it happened. I want to yeah. move on. Final final thoughts here section. Um, I wanted to mention some from my like sort of honorable mentions, which is like from my top 10 and I'm not going to go into them too much. I'm just going to mention that I played them and I thought they were cool and why I thought they were cool. And then I thought we could go around and do do the same thing. And then we'll circle back to our number number ones and just uh, do that. So, um, to kick it off, I did want to really mention Delta rune chapter two, uh, just because that did come out this year and it was awesome. But, uh, the reason why it wasn't higher on my list is just that, it, it wasn't very long of an experience and it didn't uh, capture the same imagination chapter one did because a lot of that framework had already been late. So while I love Toby Fox and I love everything he does, I kind of need the rest of the game before I'm like, this is amazing, right? Otherwise, chapter two is just cool, but it was it was a small taste of what I want to be a whole meal. So it just, it didn't, you know, it didn't earn those number one spots to me. Um, and then uh, Loop Hero, a lot of people have been talking about really cool game it's uh, it's its own genre of game it is a a tower defense card game map building strategy game it's impossible to define it is very cool it's worth checking out um and then the last one i wanted to mention for honorable mentions was just uh ender lilies which was a pretty cool metroidvania in a year of metroidvanias i do not think it was good as good as dread but i am happy to see so many metroidvanias come out into existence um tim what, what are your honorable mentions from your list um resident evil 8 which i keep forgetting came out this year <laughs> um, I, I i loved it uh you got your lady d in there um i feel like they really figured out the tone they want to do with these these newer games which is uh sort of uh muted goofy and and kind of spooky Oh, so Resident Evil One, it just turns out <laughs> pretty good game. I, I, they should be all along. Um and yeah, I, I I really liked it. I think it's a big step up from RE seven in pretty much every way. Um I think the one game that um was pr- maybe one of the most fun games I played this year was Outriders. Um The which, biggest B game of them all. Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, it's schlocky uh, sci-fi uh, garbage. Um, it is like uh, if if Destiny wasn't afraid of making you incredibly overpowered um, for the sake of some balance that nobody gives a shit about. Uh, you you can make builds that are just absurdly overpowered in that game, and I enjoyed every minute of it. And it's 
it's such a dumb game. It's so fucking stupid. Everything that <laughs> happens in that game is so stupid. The story is dumb. Yeah, no, the story is dumb. The mechanics are silly. Uh, you beat the shit out of everything super hard. I, I had and I heard I somebody, enjoyed it. I heard somebody describe Outriders as Samurai Cop, the video game, and I'm like, yeah, that's that sounds yeah. about right. <laughs> it's 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 it was a delight, like uh, just the, the whole time through. Um, and if I could get one more in uh, for a dishonorable mention, um, <laughs> hey guys, did you hear about New World? Uh, the hot new RPG from a uh, famous studio, Amazon. Yeah, taking the world by storm. By storm, uh, it's their new hit after uh, their last hit, which was Crucible. Um, you don't... God, right that thing. <laughs> the the game that uh, released, uh, unreleased, and then was canceled. Um, but this one, uh, New World. Oh boy. Oh wow. It's an MMO. And its economy. Doesn't I was gonna work. say one of the greatest things about New World is creating the most test cases for how not to run an MMO economy that has ever been done before. They so spectacularly fucked up how to make money in the game and how to do player markets that there's going to be articles written about it for years. Yep. <laughs> it's it, okay. Listen, the game is like the gameplay itself is like standard. Uh, you three bare asses, you know, kill the thing, whatever. Uh, the the combat itself is like sort of action based, which was you know interesting. There's uh, an amount, uh, there's an infuriating amount of knockback to everything, uh, so you will uh, be interrupted all the time uh, whenever you try to do anything. So Good. have fun with Great. that. It's uh, nothing like losing control of your character to make you really enjoy a combat system. <laughs> and oh man, it uh, sometimes. Uh, sometimes I just check the subreddit just to see what new fun thing broke. It was all happening real rapid fire for a while. Like, yes. oh no, there's a duplication bug. Better turn off the economy. Oh and no, just like, there's, there's another know. duplication bug and our rollback isn't, like, recent. <laughs> when we turn back time right. here, it's not to a recent snapshot, so everybody's gonna lose, like, six days of progress. Oh no, we turned off yeah. the market, which is the best way to, to make money, but also you still need to pay rent. Yeah, rent and taxes on shit, but we turned off the economy. Have fun. So, uh, figure that out, asshole. Have fun with Incredible. massive deflation. Oh my god, what a, what a wonderful nightmare to and look at from a distance. Frankly, I can't wait to see how it goes. I'm, I genuinely, I'm, I'm excited to see if they could figure it out and make it better, uh, but I'm not holding my fucking breath. Hey, Fallout 76 is making its way back. Who knows? Uh, anything can happen. Uh, Daniel, what's what's your honorable mentions here? My honorable mentions, uh, first up, I want to say Diablo 2 Resurrected. It sort of doesn't count in this <laughs> for our list yeah. because it is a re-release. But unlike uh, another re-release I really enjoyed this year, Mass Effect Legendary Edition, this is a re-release of a game that doesn't really work on a modern computer because it's 800 by 600 uh capped at 20 fps this new version is beautiful and they are treating it like a new version of diablo 2 they have balanced they have a, a patch that gave it uh, a proper like number key equipped hotbar instead of the previous one where you would use the f keys to cycle in new spells to your right click they are about to release uh the first seasonal ladder uh with new 
stuff, new rune words, alongside uh, the first balance patch Diablo 2 has received in 12 years. Oh, wow. Real cool. It's a new thing. Diablo 2's real fucking good. Uh, my main two sort of honorable mentions are Hitman 3, uh, which I think a lot of people forgot came out this year because it came out on January 10th. It is all, It is almost a year old. Uh, wow. It is a culmination of the modern Hitman reboots, and if, especially if you own Hitman 1 and Hitman 2 and have them all in this new engine. It is a glorious, wonderful world of assassination. It is some of the best uh, and most fun and funny uh, stealth action game you can play in 2021 and soon to be 2022 it's very very good uh if you want to you know stealth around a a uh, a mansion off in the woods in northern england uh to solve a murder mystery while dressed as a clown hitman 3 is the game for you uh if you don't want to do that and you just like circus clowns uh play psychonauts 2 it's the best action platformer that anybody's ever made and I'm yeah, this I'm, is um... I'm, I'm 100% like being serious. I think Psychonauts 2 was very very closely edged out by inscription for me for my favorite game this year only because uh it's been a minute since I've played it, but Psychonauts 2 I think is like legitimately the best 3D action platformer in ever maybe. Like it's it's exceptionally good. The story is incredible. The characters are great. The art design and direction is phenomenal. It's, I don't think I've played a game this year that looks better, both in terms of its quality and its design. Like, it's on Game Pass. Go play Psychonauts 2. I was going to ask, Tim, was that on your list at all, or you haven't played it yet either? Psychonauts 2? Yeah. Um, I haven't played it. Uh... Yeah, me neither. It's something that... It's why we haven't really talked about it, but I, it's it's interesting to see it so high on your list i want to check it out for sure tim would you it's, check it out do you platform it's it's on i game feel like Pass. i feel obligated to play uh psychonauts first it, yeah um <laughs> the first so, one? So, so what's funny about psychonauts 2 is the plot picks up literally literally after psychonauts 1 and just makes a very funny reference to the just assumption the game makes that you remember Psychonauts 1 and that there hasn't been like 15 years in between games. <laughs> That's hilarious. Then, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Go play Psychonauts 1 and then play 2. I will play 2 because I have yeah, played 1. It's, it's very... You, you, you only have to vaguely remember Psychonauts 1 to get 2. Alright. So final, final time here as we wrap up the episode. We probably ran long, but... Our games of the year, out of everything we've mentioned so far, for me, it was a close battle, ended it on the FF14 Endwalker, narrowly beating out Shin Megami Tensei and Metroid Dread. And the only reason Endwalker won for me is because I'm a huge Final Fantasy XIV nerd, and I've been invested in that game for eight years, and so getting a conclusion of any kind, it's hitting all these story points that matter a lot to me, and um it has emotional moments in the game it's one of the few games left final fantasy 14 that actually make me feel things uh and ed walker <laughs> was able to do that so um it's gotta gotta give it my game of the year uh tim how about how about you um uh, coincidentally um <laughs> also final fantasy 14 and walker uh hey. just nudging out inscription and resident evil 8 um yeah i i'm not 
I don't think I'm as invested as as you are, Andrew, um, because I, I've only started playing it since last summer. Um, but my like appreciation for like a long form narrative and like like the in retrospect, like how how this story was constructed over like the span of eight years, um, is just really incredible to me. And even though I didn't get to experience it that way, um, the story itself is just it really pulled me in uh, ever since I started playing it. Well. After a realm reborn, <laughs> <laughs> heaven swords where the real yeah. meat happens. <laughs> yeah, that's where the shit started going down. And so, then Daniel, uh, how about yeah. how about you? I mentioned in my my glowing praise of Psychonauts two inscription. I think is the my favorite game this year. It's like very, it's very close. Uh, you know, not to belabor the point. Final Fantasy Endwalker. I think the 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 last bit of that story didn't click for me, which meant that like it fell. Uh but like right. it's very good if you like Final Fantasy XIV. Uh, <laughs> Inscription, Inscription, I think is a game that if you enjoy video games, you can play it and like it. Like it's don't be put off by that being a meta narrative. Don't be put off by being a you know another card game roguelike. It's just a good ass video game. Uh, it was my favorite game this year in a year full of, as it turns out, a bunch of real good ass video games. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. What? Oh, go ahead. Uh, for all you guys, how many how many games did you actually play this year? Uh, that came out this year. Uh, Eleven for me. Daniel. Uh, looks like seventeen that meet our criteria. Probably closer to twenty because there were some you know remasters and re-releases that came out this year. Okay. Alan wakes, if you will. Alan wakes <laughs> the Mass Effects. I uh, I ran the numbers. I uh, I played thirty-eight. That's a lot of games. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, a lot of video games. So, Tim, known video game journalist, uh, no, thank no, you no, so no, much no, for no, joining no, us. No, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't think I'd probably die first. <laughs> it's like almost one a week. It's probably uh, one, one last... a week if you uh, if you picked up like a normal vacation schedule. True. Um, last thing I want to say about inscription, which uh, point wise may be the highest if we like summed up among the three of us like if we all th- three of us had to collectively vote one game maybe it'd be inscription it might be final fantasy 14 it'd be real close um so in honor of inscription i, I did want to say I, I i heard someone else mention this and i thought it was apt um but this guy daniel mullins is producing games that are so unique they're on a quality that reminds me of lucas pope which also makes extremely unique games. And it's just like when they come out, you should watch for them and play them. And while inscription may not have been my game of the year, like Daniel said earlier, next thing he makes is like a hundred percent on my radar. So I I do think it's awesome when we get solo devs that are able to sort of pull this together. If you watch the credits for inscription, you can see like how solo developy he did it. Like all the models and assets come from like (laughs) sketch and shit. It turns out you can use the credits of your video game to credit everything. All yeah. the people that yeah. made things no. can be in your credits. <laughs> it's amazing. Who would I fuck over? Yeah. So it's it's a cool game. Go play it. It's definitely more accessible than Final Fantasy fourteen Endwalker yeah. if you've really? never played I don't know. Final Fantasy fourteen. <laughs> yeah, if you've Jump never played in Endwalker, you're good. If you've never played Final <laughs> Fantasy fourteen, you still can't. I don't think yeah. re-enabled person. Yeah, you can't buy the game. So, I'm really oh afraid boy. that Daniel Mullins, um, and listen, I pray to God that I'm wrong. 
Uh, I hope he doesn't end up to be uh, games gaming's uh, M Night. No, I I think he has a more tongue in cheek approach to his own creations. At least, yeah, he's not as up his own ass. I think. Which is the the classic blunder of uh, many other auteur game developers um, that have been their downfall, like the creator of Fez and the creator of um, uh, Braid, who is very yeah. good, but they can they get a little too far sometimes. <laughs> so, anyways, as I'm taking shots at everyone, thank you so much for listening. We will oh, all see you. Who else do you want to talk shit about? Uh, Peter Molyneux, how's that stuck? Yeah. All right, there, there <laughs> we go. <laughs> uh, so okay. thank you, thank you for listening, and we'll see you in the new year. Goodbye. Bye. Okay, so real talk. Don't don't include this part. Um, I think my cat peed in our bed, and I've been like. Oh. <laughs> sitting in it the entirety of this podcast and now i'm so sorry i want to take a shower because it smells bad in here <laughs> all right and, you want to go, go handle that yeah